A reading from the Word of God, written in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, reading from verse 34 to 40. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was ill, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Christine and Carissa. Rona. Let's welcome Rona. Shall we give her a warm welcome as she comes up to speak? Are you going to use a handheld or a lapel? You can use one of these? Good. Shall we just pray for Rona and then she'll speak to us. Lord, thank you so much for your blessings on us. Thank you for the gift of the ministry of compassion. Thank you for Rona who you've called to serve in this ministry. And so we pray that, Lord, as she speaks to us, you'll open our hearts and our minds to receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good morning. Oh, you can do better than that. I I didn't hear you, and I know that my hearing is good. Good morning, St. John's. Oh, I am so delighted to be here today. Um, my name is Rona. You know what? I nearly forgot my name. Rona Prince. I got married a month ago, so forgive me if I revert back to Anderson. <laughs> um, so I am delighted to be here today. Um, I'm from Compassion, Christian Child Development Organization, and I'm here with the lovely Regina, who you've just heard a short amount um, about her testimony, and um, she will be rejoining me, and we're going to have a little bit of an interview with, with Regina. Just bear with me while I just get my all of my notes together. Okay, so um, compassion. Currently, two million children are being released from poverty through Compassion Christian Child Development Organization. And that's great, isn't it? Two million children. And that's across um, 25 countries in the developing world. 
8,000 local churches are working through compassion. And I'm here to represent the children who are being sponsored. I'm also here to represent other children. While 2 million children are currently being released from poverty, there's still about 400 million children who are living in households where the income is less than $1.90 per day. And that's for a family, not just one person. That's for an entire family. How do you survive on that? So compassion is here to help those children Through compassion and through the sponsorship, children receive nutritious nutritious meals, education, health care. And because it's all church-based, they also get to hear the word of God. Now, we heard that wonderful scripture. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, You did it for me. St. John's Ealing, you are already doing amazing work and you're doing it for God. Um, Next slide. Sorry, I've got a clicker here. I'm hoping I can use this. Thank you. It's on now. Right, so, at least, and I say at least eight children because I've just been alerted that, um, so there are three more children from Kenya and another child from, uh, where's where's David's child from, Um, was your child from David? Haiti, yeah who, um, they're not included in these figures, but hopefully the next time somebody from Compassion comes, they will be. So um, at the moment, eight children are being sponsored through in six countries, Ghana, Brazil, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Kenya, and Thailand. And the one in Thailand is being sponsored through the Cafe Church, which is wonderful. So the impact that St. John's Church is doing, nearly 11,000 hours on the projects have been given to the children. So they're receiving education over nearly 11,000 hours of education. Nutritious meals, 3,685 meals have been given to those eight children. Anybody good at maths? I'd like to know, just roughly, you know, 300, sorry, 3,685 meals, eight children. Roughly how many meals has each child received on average? Come on, you mathematicians. <laughs> um, so... Roughly about 460, so you you were very close. (laughs) Sorry, you were very close. 61 medical checks, 
and nine Bibles. And I'm thinking eight children, nine Bibles. That means that there's an additional Bible that's mostly been given to um, a family member. So the word of God is not only going to those children, it's going to other people, their families, perhaps, you know, more people in their communities. Sorry. Over the past 12 months, as a church, you've you've given over £3,607 of financial support. So well done. Absolutely wonderful. Letters. 36 letters have been sent by the children. That's great, isn't it? 19 letters have been sent by the sponsors. So the children are writing twice as many letters as the sponsors. I'm going to set you a challenge. A good challenge. Yep. (laughs) Some people are turning their heads away. Let's see that by the next time somebody comes from Compassion to Speak, that you can actually write as many letters as the children. They love receiving letters. I've got three sponsored children. um, Burkina Faso, Dominican Republic, and Ethiopia. I've met my child in Ethiopia. And... They write to me and they say, Rona, can you pray for me? You know, can you pray for my family? Can you pray for my school? You know, so many things. And then they say, and Rona, I'm praying for you. They're thousands of miles away, but yet they're praying for me. And that just blows my mind. They love receiving the letters. They really do. It makes them feel loved. And special. Gives them encouragement. So please do. If you are sponsoring a child, please do um, write letters to them. We've even got an app that you can write your letters. So you can just download the app straight away. You could be on a bus somewhere or, you know, just watching EastEnders or something. <laughs> just, yeah, just send a quick letter to the child. You know, it's so simple and easy to do if you download the app. You're sponsoring three girls and five boys, which is great. And who can recognize their child? Wonderful. Can I ask, is there anybody who can who sponsors a child but cannot recognize their child up there? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. If you want to, so the children who are up there, they are connected to the church. So if you want your your sponsored child to be connected to the church, come and see me after service. All I need is your name and postcode. I can connect you to the church. So again, the next time somebody comes, you you can be part of this amazing update. And the children there living in accommodations such as, you know, what you can see there on the screen. And, yeah, 
They want to say a big thank you. Thank you to everybody for all that you have done. You see, compassion brings hope. Scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. I would just like to, as I said, I'm here with Regina. And I'd just like to invite Regina to just join me up on here. Let's give her a round of applause. Please do. Regina, you did an amazing testimony earlier on. Um, Is this microphone working? No, it, it is. And I'd just like you to just go a little bit deeper into your testimony. So if you could just tell us what life was like um, when you were growing up. Um, Again, thank you for listening to my story. Uh, Yes, uh, before compassion, life wasn't easy. And we had to go to find, (coughs) sorry, for food in the bins. We had to go in the restaurants at the park and say, check in the bags they have and collect the food, the leftovers from people who didn't finish the food. Or sometimes with my brother and sister, we used to go and knock on the doors where people who we think will have or give us something and knock, can you give us something or any clothes we can use. And they gave us what they could. And we didn't even have a bed to sleep we didn't have a cover for us, how to cover, or a duvet or something. We just sleep on the floor and put clothes on top of us to sleep. And the houses were, or the rooms, no even houses, one room in the big land. Um, they even were in good conditions. They have holes. When the rain comes, it was all wet for us. And the mom used to put plastics on top of us so the water can can make us wet and we never been in a doctor we never went to a dentist we didn't have water when we used to go to school children and teachers used to say you smell probably we did because we didn't have shower and then we used to hear from people saying you when you grow you will never be anything you will be nothing and we used to live like that, but mom and dad always tried to do their best. They always work how they could and then give us something. That was our life before compassion. That's very, I mean, that's, yeah, just, just hearing that. I mean, I've, I haven't heard your testimony before. This is the first time I'm, I'm hearing it, and... Yeah, just those conditions and living in those conditions. It's been so, so difficult. But um, how did you come across Compassion? How did you come across the organization Compassion and the, and the program? In all the moves we did from that Zoom, different houses, because we could, my family couldn't afford to pay the rent. We ended in a big land with a small room in a corner. And then the neighbor was an elderly lady 
who was member in a church with Compassion Project in there. And she used to give us some food sometimes because she knew how we were, our condition. And then later she spoke with her, with the compassion in, at her church and then they said, go to visit this family. Like I said before, at first my family, especially mom, didn't believe why somebody wants to help us when everybody tell us, you smell, you will be nothing and then they could help us earlier, but they didn't. And then we, she didn't listen. She just let it go. But then they came back second time. They said, we really want to help you. And we went to compassion. But that time I was nine. My sister was six. And my brother was around 11. Um, we've been, we went to compassion. I, I think I found that day when really God exists, God had mercy, because we sat on a table. We didn't even know how to use the calorie, fork and knife, but they, te- but they teach us, and they gave us food. And then we keep going, keep going, and they even took us to dentist, medic, and then they helped all my family. They, went, they helped us to buy clothes, they helped us to buy Books we need to go to school, uniform, shoes. We never had nice ones, but after when we started compassion, they gave us this. And one thing I will be always, always grateful with compassion is they gave me Jesus. For me, that was the best because it changed my life that way. It makes my life. Even if we still was hard, but I, at least I knew where to go, who was holding me. And then for me, that was the big thing. In compassion, I learned many things because they have different areas where they can give you school support and they teach you for your own skills to be, um, or they teach us you about God. Yeah, compassion was a tiny bit of heaven in the air for me. So so you benefited and your family benefited. And it just makes me think that when I mentioned two million children are currently being released from poverty through compassion, it's two million families, isn't it? Mm. It really is, because not only does a child benefit, the child is the one who's sponsored, but it's a family who also benefits, and then it, you know, it's, it's like a ripple effect that goes into their community yeah. as well, you know, so, so, so really, really thank you. So I just want to find out from you, just one final question. So what are you doing now? You know, how, yeah, you know, yes, tell us, you know, from a child who was born in poverty, who went through the traumas that you went through, you know, what are you doing now? What's your life like now? Um, yes, I at Compassion, I discovered I wanted to be a teacher. And I like it to talk with children. But I had to leave Bolivia and move to Spain. And I did uh, childcare in Spain. When I moved to UK, I'm doing now cleaning. I am a cleaner, but also I do receptionist job. Um, I'm very happy because I come for the students. I'm in a university, 
it's nice to bother them. <laughs> um, I have family, my husband and my son. I never would imagine I would have a husband like him, really. I never will think I will be out of Bolivia. I didn't know God's plans. But if his plan is me to be here and share my testimony with you and with more people and help all the children with this, I want to do it. I'm very happy. If you have any question, you want to know more, Deb, I'm happy to do it. And also I want to mention one thing I didn't say. It wasn't me who got an sponsor. It was my sister. But compassion saw how my family was suffering, and they took me as well. I had all the benefit, like a sponsored child. And then the only thing I didn't do it is a letter. As Runa was saying, I was there. I saw the children. When they get the letter, you can't imagine the happiness they have. They share each other. They say, I got a letter. If the letter has a picture or a stickers, they say, I got a sticker. Look, oh, my sponsor is saying this and this and this. If you have a chance to tell them you're praying for them, they will be happy. That's it. They don't want more, but they are very happy. And then if you get the letter, you will see how they get very excited. I did this because I saw them. I saw my sister. I've been seeing the children, my group, what they did. And you're changing their lives for good. Maybe they will be pastors. Maybe they will be doctor, presidents. We don't know. But even if the life is hard, they will know where to go because Jesus will be in their hearts. God will keep them always. Thank you so much, Regina. Thank you so much. You know, for just coming here and sharing and encouraging, you know, people at St. John's as well. And hopefully, you know, more children will be sponsored and released from poverty in the way that you have. And I'm, I'm delighted that you said that you've got, you know, you, you've got a son. So even though you were born in poverty and you broke that chain of poverty, that cha- it's like poverty is cyclical. It goes round. You, you tend to be born in poverty, you know, poor education, no water. And it just goes round and round and round. Well, that chain was broken. God broke that chain. So your son, your child was not born in poverty. And I just think, look at what God can do. Look at what God has done. And that is wonderful, amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. Um, I just want to share briefly with you um, the word of God. And I'm going to speak on Do it for God. I'll just repeat the scripture. It was verse 40. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for, you did for me. Whatever good you do, you do for God. Actually, whatever you do, you do for God. Think of all the, think of the things that you've done this morning. 
hopefully many good things. But we're human. (laughs) You know, we are human. We don't always do good things. If anybody had a little bit of road rage on the way to church this morning, beep, beep, beep. I'm not saying what words may have came out of your mouth. But whatever you do, you do it for God. We are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. Whatever you would want for yourself, want it for your neighbor. And who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is anybody who's in need. When we think of our neighbor, we think, oh yeah, you know, John next door, Susan on the other side. It's the person who is in need. And many, many people are in need around us. We are called in Proverbs 31, 8. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. When you are hungry, you want food. Or you want the means of getting food. When you're thirsty, you're so grateful that you can just turn the tap on. And water flows out. If you have a lack of something, you want to be able to go and get help, don't you? When we are sick, we have the NHS. Not long ago, our freedom was taken away during COVID. And some of us were going insane. But that was just temporary. Our freedom was taken away temporarily. I'll just repeat, whatever you want for yourself, want that for someone else. Do it for someone else. Whatever you would do, whatever you do for someone else, you do it for God. I'm so grateful that, you know, if if you just think of the things that you're grateful for already this morning, so grateful that the church doors are open. I don't know that the doors were open when I came this morning, but somebody opened them. You know, Reverend Sam will be able to let us know who that was, but the doors were opened. Somebody had to open those doors, and I'm truly grateful Maybe it was you, Reverend Sam, I don't know, or maybe it was somebody who, who came earlier. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the neighbor who sprayed, you know, the, the weed killer on my drive. Grateful. He did it for God. I'm so grateful that my friend, my friend phoned me yesterday when I was lonely. She did it for God. There's so many things that we have to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I have food on my table. I'm grateful for the job that I have. 
am grateful that although I was, you know, you know, I was brought, you might hear my accent from Liverpool, although I was, I was brought up, you know, in a, you know, poor area, I was not, it was not poverty, it was not extreme poverty. It was not, you know, in a household where we, you know, we were in a room that was like eight foot by eight foot. It was not the experience that Regina had. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everybody who helps me because they do it for God. And I just think that whatever you can do, whatever you can do to, to help somebody else, know that you do it for God. Um, so do good. And remember, it's for God. I just want to, I know that my time is quickly being spent, sorry. Um, I just want to show you just a quick video, um, which is coming up. Shall I press this clicker? Oh, it's done. <laughs> 